by the blessings of the Raven Queen and viewers like you, we are able to make Bard Rock Cafe. You can support the show by following us on social media, supporting us on Patreon, or buying dice and accessories from our sponsor, Arcana Vault. Be sure to use code BARDROCK at checkout to save 10% on your Arcana Vault purchase. Our affiliate link, Patreon, and social media accounts can be found in the show notes. And welcome back to Bardrock Cafe. Last time, the party prevented Zugtomoy from coming into the Forgotten Realms. Afterwards, Patricia Nettlesby handed off her pet alligator to Epi. Now the party has decided that they probably ought to go debrief all of this with the Blackstaff. So, you guys are just now leaving Diana's. What do you do? Uh, can Diana give us the short path to the Blackstaff Tower? Oh, Dimension Door? Yeah, or the Druid version of Dimension Door that she used to get us from there in the first place. You know what? Do you ask her? Yes. Yeah, she goes over to a tree and whacks it real good with her staff, and on the tree a portal opens, and you see into the mycologist's office again. All right, we avoided the encounter table. <laughs> Brock just marches right through the portal. <laughs> you think you avoided the encounter table? Out of the portal steps a doomsday sayer. No. no! <laughs> oh god, I'm just not. <laughs> Okay. You all go through the the portal? Yes. Yep. Yep. Okay. You gotta uh, say hi to the mycologist on the way. She's with <laughs> us! He ain't coming with us. I push him out of the thing. He has to walk. <laughs> the mycologist watches despairingly as the portal closes. <laughs> oh no! And I then reopens six seconds later as Diana recasts the spell. <laughs> I pull him through. All right, all right. We're not going to make an old man walk all that way. That was very rude. I have work to do. He like just in kind of a huff, just moves over to his desk where he's shuffling papers around. Thanks for your help, by the way. Oh, you're very welcome. You needed to get out of the office. Oh yes, some, <laughs> some fresh air did me good. That was crazy. That was sucked me. <laughs> and this is why I kicked you out. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not for everyone. I know that. So Brock yeah, uses telepathy to just really quickly say, Epi, are you sure you want to look like that before we beat through the black staff? I look down. I look up. Right, right. Uh, <clears throat> let, let me see. Let me see. One second. Oh, thank goodness. And I use my last second level spell to do alter self, and I'm going to look like, um... I'm gonna, I'm gonna look like a that super fly shrubbery guy that I was last time. Sure, for sure. <laughs> super fly shrubbery guy. <laughs> okay, so Epi's a fun guy. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. Boo. <laughs> we only made that joke like four times in the story arc. I had to get one more out of it. He's the one everybody wants to party with. <sighs> with Epi's self-altered, Brock starts marching up to the elevator. Sure. There's an elevator? Well, there's mm -hmm. a tensor's floating disc. It's basically an elevator. Oh, okay. Yeah, it just goes uh, vertically up and down. 
And I've been to the Blackstaff's office. I totally know the command word. You do. What were you going to say, Hitto? Uh, Nadir takes a slight detour because he needs to go back to the library to gather up the stuff that he was so rudely taken away from. Okay. So We're going to step in, and then Minibar is going to jam the closed door button. <laughs> Arm bar shtick this entire episode is going to be locking old men out of the easy way <laughs> <laughs> Climb the stairs, old man! You need your exercise! No more skipping leg day! I'm just glad to see that many bar is back. <laughs> yes. Okay, so you all take a bit of time to collect yourselves, get all your shit together, and you all, as a as a group, step onto the Tensor's floating disc. And Brock utters the command word, and up it goes. What's the command, well, the command, command word? command word is up, up, and away. <laughs> I somehow doubt that. Wow. You gave the me that power, word, that was a mistake. <laughs> the command word is Kelvin. No, it's Kelvin? Okay. Sure. And as you all arrive at the top floor of the Blackstaff's Tower, where the Blackstaff's office and private chambers are located, uh, the secretary looks up, very confused, says, Were you just here? Uh, yes, we were spending this Blackstaff sent us on a special mission. We're here to check in. Okay. Go on inside. She looks very confused. Rock marches everyone inside. The Blackstaff looks a little drowsy. She is sitting at her desk. Also, looking very confused. She looks up at you all and goes, Did I? Call for you. Uh, your black staffness, we uh, we just got rid of the mushroom problem with Zugthamoy. What? Brock sighs for a second, and can we just start right the part where Brock explains everything that happens? So Brock goes through the, the long and short of it. Uh, the black staff, is there any specific information you want to make sure she knows, or to make sure that you leave out. Uh, I'm going to leave out the part where one of us was impersonating the Blackstaff. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Thank you. Probably for the best. <laughs> so Blackstaff just sits there and processes for a minute. Oh, and I also do mention that while she was under the influence of the mushroom, she agreed to reimburse George for his potions. Yes. I think that was my colleague's name. Yes, it was. She believes you. I had to think about whether I wanted you to roll a check. No, she believes you. Oh, you want me to roll a charisma-based check, you say? <laughs> I thought about it, and I was like, no. <laughs> she already trusts you and your Brock song. You're the bard. You watch as she excuses herself for a moment and goes and grabs the, the black staff and stands there with it with her eyes closed for a moment. And then she comes back over and says, well, I don't claim to know everything that happened but I've had the weirdest sense of having been asleep. And not just from a toxin, which at that part I understand. But uh, I do have flashes of things that I remember. So I believe you. And I thank you for what you've done for Waterdeep. It is curious that a normally slow-moving, malicious, but mostly benign cult suddenly started pushing so hard. And furthermore, it is concerning what you tell me about this individual on the other side of the portal. There's a lot going on that we just don't understand. I'm curious if either, if any of you have any insights as you've been in this 
more than I have. I am I I may have I may have uncovered a few few theories. Um and he he goes over to is there is there a a surface other than the Blackstaff's desk in this room? Yeah, there's I mean, you got to understand her office is like a living room, right? Like there's just if you need space, there's space. Okay. So he he goes over to to some some table that's hopefully near like the center of things and just unloads his arms uh which are full of, of books and scrolls and um and one very very long very long scroll actually um and kind of flips through the pages to get back to where he was um so i think this this might be a lot so so stop me at at any point um we all we all know how uh, like the material plane, the plane that we're on, is 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 at the the, the center of, of everything. Um, and there's other planes kind of around us, and that's generally where like gods and deities and and most patrons kind of reside. Um, this the during the time of troubles about a hundred years ago, when this happened before. Uh, one of the one of the important important things is that. We learned of the existence of the Overgod, Owl. And we learned that he has his control over over the other gods and maybe their domains and how they they work like uh how they all kind of work together and how they control the world. So the last time of trouble is when Owl banished everybody. And also Siric killed the god of magic, which is what caused all the wild magic last time. That's happening again, and I don't I don't know if it's Siric because he's, he's still imprisoned and should be for another nine hundred or so years. Uh, it's definitely um, not Siric. That's a long story, but I'm confident it's not Siric. More on that later. Okay. Um. But the, a god of magic may have been removed, which is what's causing this. Um, and also, sorry, I'm kind of trying to reread this whole thing that Kenny sent me at the same time as giving the speech. I just so want to say, with, this is delightful for me. Carry yeah. on. With, with, with all of the gods uh, having gone silent, it's reasonable... To to theorize that maybe Ao has once again changed the way changed the way that that the gods work. Um, I I don't have anything like concrete to support this, but it does um it, it does match what's happened before. Uh, the the difference is that the gods haven't been been banished to the material plane, like last time. But there is still definitely something something wrong. Um, especially when it comes to, to Zugtimoy, who we know was was definitely, from, from the way that the, that the mushrooms spoke to us, a, another story, uh, but the way they spoke to us and they, they made it seem like Zugtimoy was, was running from something. Uh, they needed to get out of the abyss and they needed to get here. Um, Zuck doesn't 
really leave. They uh, most of the most of the deities are are very at home on their planes, and they don't they don't really want to leave. Generally, so so for one to not only want to come here, but want to come here so with such fervor and and want to like pass through the divine gate. Some something has to be happening in the abyss and, and probably the other planes as well. With with all of the with all of the oozes that we've been seeing lately, with all the the gibbering mouthers, it it makes me think that maybe maybe Jubilex is involved as well and is trying to leave. But that's we can we can look at that later. So Nadir, I don't recall if I told you or the Blackstaff this when. Uh, we convened about the Tablet of Fate before, but when we went into the library inside the Tablet of Fate in my basement, in addition to seeing where the other Tablet of Fate was, we did see glimpses of a potential future, one that looked like an end of days. So I think it's... that it's possible that we saw visions of Waterdeep being attacked by some sort of ominous dark shadow creatures. Yes, if... Oh, that makes sense. If, if the gods are being attacked in their own plane... And if they flee to here, passing the divine gate that Ao has set up, it is possible that that whatever is um is, is is chasing them, is attacking them, could follow and could ravage us as well. That's a good point. If only If only we could see where the gods have gone. I think we could, if we could repair the Tablet of Fate in my basement, then we can look at the past from Celestia. We could. We could? We could! You've it said this before, I forgot! The only problem you... is, if we go in there again, it'll crumble to pieces, so I think we need to figure out how to repair the Tablet of Fate first. Ooh, hmm, yes. I did have an idea. I think uh, when Al rebuilt the Tablets of Fate, there's a magical essence to it. I think if we were getting enough obsidian, or maybe transmute stone into obsidian, we could transfer the magic from the current Tablet of Fate into a stronger, rebuilt Tablet of Fate. But I'm not, I only have a basic education of magic from the Bard College, so I don't know if the mechanics of that would work. And I was meaning to run that by the Blackstaff when we were done dealing with a possible apocalypse. It is... possible, in theory, actually doing it would be, would be some work. What's your your black staffness? What is your take on that? <clears throat> the black staff uh, thinks for a moment and says, "I am fairly young to be in this position, so I think I'm going to consult with my mentor." Uh, and she takes the black staff itself and closes her eyes again and touches it. And you watch as an ethereal figure appears behind the actual physical item, the Blackstaff. And she says, everyone, I would like you all to meet Kelvin Blackstaff. The first Blackstaff. His soul resides inside my staff. In times like these, I find it helpful to summon his consciousness to maybe help us understand. The man is a bearded, older-looking human. He looks uh, very tired and very grumpy. So, Vajra Safar has told me a bit of what you're talking about. I was around the last time this happened. 
when gods roamed the earth and magic went wild. What you're saying this time is different. Yes, but we don't we don't really know how different. Do you we have can... a tablet of fate in your basement still? Yes, it's very difficult to move, so I don't know how to get rid of it until we fix it. One of the biggest problems in the time of troubles was that the tablet of fate was missing. But we know where yours is. Do we know where the second one is? I brought up the black staff a few days ago. Uh, she was working on it. We know it's in an icy place. Maybe the uh, maybe the winter court of the Feywild, or maybe the ice hell. Uh, we're trying to narrow it down. Hmm. I will get Force Gray, the Black Staffs, and Waterdeep Special Forces looking into some of these things. If we can locate where the second Tablet of Fate is, we can send you all there, and hopefully. Since you have this connection with the tablet itself, hopefully you can find more answers. In the meantime, I have a different thought on how we might repair the one you have. You see, there is a once-in-a-century competition, and we're coming up on the 100th year. And from what I understand, you have at least one of you who used to be a wrestler, correct? Rox reached out his hand, bats Armbar on the shoulder. Yep, Armbar here's the champ. That was long ago. I haven't stepped in the squared circle in quite some time. Uh, the Blackstaff's ghost looks you up and down and says, Do you still got it? Do I still got it? Are you kidding me? I'm the reigning champ undefeated. You look up at the night sky and you see Armbar just radiating from the twilight twinkling of the stars in the galaxy. I'm everywhere and always there. And I will always be ready for any challenger as no one's as bright as me as I am the star. The superstar. Am I able to cast Thaumaturgy? So sometimes, oh. like, when he's, like, star and stuff, there's just, you know, blinky lights and some other you cool stuff. absolutely can do that. Carry on. <laughs> so Kelvin continues and says, Good. Every 100 years, a genie prince holds a tournament on the elemental plane of fire. The winner is granted a wish, but you need to have a team of two. So, I will reach out to some old contacts through Vajra Safar and see if we can't find you a suitable partner. But in the meantime, get ready, because you'll probably be spending some time on a plane where it's going to be very hot. I'm going to tell you one thing right now. Other than my boy Brock over here, I don't play well with others. I don't know if I could tag-team it up with just about anybody. Do you have a suggestion, then? I know of one character that would be on my level. But I haven't talked to the guy in a very long time. What is his name? What is his name? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's his name? Uh, I... <laughs> I've just been sitting here like, yes, yes. <laughs> um, Berrigan Doubletail. Berrigan Doubletail? 
Yeah. Fucking awesome. Alright. I love him. <laughs> I did post I did post pictures of him in the chat if you guys missed it. I must have missed it. I'll look it Over up. All, all the all the diglets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that him? Okay. Yeah. What is it again? Not not Barrett? the diglet. It's it's the other one. Oh, I thought it was diglet. The lone one. Oh, is he a diglet? That'd be so awesome. <laughs> Could it be the diglet? <laughs> Come on. It's just a diglet in a trench coat. If wrestling partners literally just a fucking diglet. <laughs> fucking diglet. He transforms diglet, between diglet, the Doug Dimmodome one to the... the trio, trio, one. trio. Diglet, then... you seismic toss. <laughs> <laughs> so what was it again? Uh, Berrigan Doubletail. I posted it in the chat also. For spelling purposes. Oh, thank God. Thank you. All right. This man was the champion when I left, and I respect him so much that I'd be willing to partner up with him. He goes by the name of Doubletail. Barragon Doubletail. And he's a mean mother. Oh. <laughs> Very well. We will reach out to him. We will see if he is willing to join you. Understand that this once a century tournament. We'll have some of the very best wrestlers from across the plains involved. You need to be at your best, and you need to be prepared for people to play dirty. After all, it is a wish spell cast by a genie prince. There are very few spells more powerful, but we need this if we are going to fix the obelisk in your basement. Oh, I'm ready for just about anything the world or all the multiverse wants to throw at me. But it sounds like I got some training to do to get ready for the big picture. And you tell Doubletail that if he's too wimped to come help me out, then he puts his double tails between his legs. <laughs> Very well. My ability to apparate into this space is waning, so I yield back to Vajra Safar. And you see his ghost fade, and the black staff opens her eyes again. She goes, Well, it seems we're going to be sponsoring you. And Ooh. Doubletail, if we can. <laughs> Doubletail as well, if we can convince him. You'll be our managers. Better get me I... my morning cup of coffee. One I'm cream, no sugar. Champ, I'm gonna be your manager. And Brock has to sky himself, and he's like, looks like Nick from Rocky, with like a towel over his shoulder and like a sweatband. Like, when I'm done, you're gonna eat lightning and crap thunder. Ooh, yeah! Thaumaturgy thunderclap. <laughs> I do not trigger wild magic, by the way. Okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so. From what I understand, we have about a month until that tournament begins, and for the moment, things seem to be calming down. Even the the banditry in the streets seems to be withdrawing. So, I would encourage you to take this month and train. But I will be in touch with you tomorrow regarding what Doubletail has to say. At that point, we can go over anything else, and in a month, be ready to fight. Oh, you betcha! Oh, yeah! Alright. Was there anything else? Any other insights any of you had before I send you on your way? Alright. There's something I want to discuss with you privately, Blackstaff, and this without my friends here, if that's alright. Interesting. 
One friend in particular looks at you all funny. So, what can you catch a say in front of the rest of us? If I could tell you, then it wouldn't be something I could say in front of you, wouldn't it? Alright, keep your secrets. And I'm back out of the door. Anything else from Nadir? Uh, no, I think, I think I made my way through most of this. Except for the last couple paragraphs, which wouldn't have happened because I got pulled out kind of early. True, true. Okay. So he's he's just he's you know packing up. He's he's closing up the books, kind of uh, what's it called? Dog earing them, where you kind of fold a corner for for a bookmark. Dog ear. Rolling scrolls back up, putting them back in their case, and he has the one very long scroll that he is very careful with. Uh, very precisely rolling it back up, as if, as if it's particularly fragile. Okay. Kind of uh, lean over Nadir's shoulder. All right, all right. I'm dying to know what is this. Um, you, as as he rolls it up, you see, uh, you see a few lines of text on it in common. Uh, nineteen four or er, fourteen ninety three purple dragons. 1494, 12 warnings. 1495, Tyrant's Pawn. 1496, Duplicitous Courtier. And 1497, Paul's Purple. Hmm. It was, um... Well, it's... It's basically a scroll that... Uh, foretells the most important event of any year. And what we're dealing with seems fairly large. I just... I don't really know what Paul's purple means. Hmm. Interesting. I'll, I'll keep that in mind. It doesn't strike me... I don't remember that from the brief period I looked into the future. It's just a giant black wall of nothingness that spit out monsters like nobody's business. Yeah. They I hope purple? that's not a wrestling name. What? Were I hope purple? that's not a wrestling name. <laughs> P Paul's P A L L S, not the uh, name. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Although if Kenny makes us fight somebody called the Paul's Purple, like a tag team, that'd be great. Uh, <laughs> just two purple tieflings named Paul. No, we're not doing yeah. that. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so did my party vacate the Blackstaff's office so I have the floor? That was the next question I was going to ask. Oh, I vacated, uh, but I'm sticking by the door and listening as best I can. You know the secretary's right there, right? And? She's not a stit snitch. You don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully she's not a snitch. You are eavesdropping on the black staff. <laughs> Effie's on the naughty list for a reason. Can I, can I, uh, can I like, threaten her? Blackstaff, or you, you mean Epi? Oh, I thought you said the... Uh, oh, the secretary. Secretary. So the secretary, okay. I... <laughs> well, threatening the Blackstaff secretary. Oh my gosh, Brock leaves you all unattended for 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Nadir, Nadir has already left. He is going back to his room to tend to his wounds because he has four health. Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, I may have a health potion if you want it. I'm pretty sure we're taking a long rest after this conversation, so I think it's yeah. good. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's 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 he was just he was just teleported, instantly blasted back, hit by a gibbering mouther, and then died once. 
it's fine. Nothing that a sleep won't cure. <laughs> yeah, eight hours of, like, R&R. Really, four hours for you, and you're good. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you just need to find a comfy chair and sit for, a like, a couple of hours, and you're fine. you just back at full health like you never were dying. Makes sense. Fractured arm? No, whatever. It's fine. He's not weak to damage. <laughs> okay. Right. So the secretary absolutely does not let anyone eavesdrop on the black staff's private conversations. Armbar, you wanted to try to no, intimidate? I'm fine. Okay. Nah, I'm good. Like, I, I'm happy to let you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to be like, I, I, really, I don't care so much about the black staff. I really just want to eavesdrop on my friend. Please, I, I won't tell. Maybe, maybe I just stand in, in front of you as you do it, so you hide and do it. I won't tell anybody that I'm eavesdropping. <laughs> really, you promise you won't tell? Your pinky promise that you won't tell my <laughs> boss, the most powerful mage in the city, that you're eavesdropping? Because <laughs> I would never want to lose my job or risk it for a complete stranger without a pinky promise. And she just looks at you really square. Alright, <laughs> <laughs> uh, alright. All right. I understand, I understand. And I'm just gonna kind of go out of the room, heavy air quotes. You know, kind of hiding behind Armbar, and I'm gonna cast Unseen Servant. Okay, you cast Unseen Servant. <laughs> and I'm going to telepathically instruct them, listen at the door. <laughs> okay. Don't open the door. Don't make noise. Just listen. Does that be talk wild magic? Uh, yeah, that was... You do, actually. Roll a d <laughs> Of Wonderful. course I do. Of course I do. I rolled a 66. 66. <sighs> mm -hmm. Please be something big and loud and obvious. <laughs> Your familiar immediately appears. Oh, Dot! Oh, that's fun. Oh my god. What is it this time? Why am I here? Is this... <laughs> where are we? This is not your place. You live in like a dump. This is nice. This is... Kind of cozy, actually. Like, is this a wizard's tower? I haven't been in a wizard's tower in a while. You're moving up in the world, Epi. Anyway, how can I help you? <clears throat> is this uh, your wizard's tower? It is not. It is not. I am I going to scoop it. Dot up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to be like, alright, so Dot, do you want the tour? Since this is a nice new wizard tower, the I thought you could use a tree. The tour of this wizard tower that's not yours? Yeah, sure. I would love to see all the things that we don't have. Go ahead. Show me. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> I'm going out the door with Dot, and I'm just going to whisper, all right, all right, don't use my real name here. This is what I found. Yeah, this bad things will happen. Whatever, Phyllis. Look, I wish we had an <laughs> elevator. This is great. I don't even have to fly up. I can just sit here. Is that music? This is awful music. I want awful elevator music. Anyway, just going on and on, right? <laughs> I'm just going to hold this terrible chicken. I'm just be like... Yep, yep. Sooner or later, Dot, we're going to change the world, and I'll get you your own elevator with crappy music you can listen to the whole way up. Epi. Mm-hmm. I believe you. Thanks. I can really tell. I can just, I can feel the enthusiasm in your voice. Also, Phyllis, remember? Just deep sigh from Dot. 
He is <laughs> he is settling into his displeasure at having been summoned again. <laughs> anyway. Like, yeah. Brock. So, your black stackness, the reason I wanted to speak with you, uh, over the last few weeks since my cafe has been destroyed, I've become much more aware of the struggles people in the city face. Uh, and I've been thinking about what I could do to make things better. And I was talking to my brother and my father, and I was interested in pursuing a position as one of the masked lords. And I was hoping, because of all the things I've been doing to help around the city, that you would consider uh, basically vouching for me when I pursue that process. That's awfully forward of you. Sadly, I'm not a masked lord, so I can't put you up for the position. I understand. My brother said that uh, that sometimes masked lords are put in better consideration when they're considered uh, heroes or trusting adventurers, and in that regard, I know, like, for example, what we did today, like, if that were, if I were able to show, like, I've been helping the black staff with these matters, you know, whatever way I could show, like, I could show that without obviously violating the discretion of you and your tower. Very well. I feel comfortable doing this. If you're willing, I will induct you as an agent of Force Grey, one of the special agents working for the Black Staff apart from Waterdeep's regular forces. As part of your duties, you would answer to me, but you already sort of do. And in return, you would get the benefits of that organization. And the legitimacy that comes from being a member. And if you manage you and your group to win this tournament, gain that wish and repair the obelisk, and find some answers, I'm willing to personally endorse you as a hero of Waterdeep. You and your whole party. But you specifically. Since this is your thing you're trying to do. Thank you. I would appreciate that so much. I promise you, you will not regret this. Alright. I will speak to a few of the other members and will make the induction official. In the meantime, take the rest of today. I'll be in touch tomorrow. Thank you so much. Brock sees himself out. Okay. So as everyone goes their separate ways, Baragon Doubletail, what are you doing right now? Uh, sleeping, probably. Oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> you are suddenly the target of a sending spell. I'm trying to reach Baragon Doubletail. I have a message from Roland Armbar. He wants to know if you're man enough to work with him in the Tournament of a Century. I am the Blackstaff. We are willing to sponsor you in a once-in-a-century wrestling competition. It's only like 25 words. I don't know where I'm at, so that's why I'm going to get it off. Yeah, <laughs> I was trying to keep counting and I lost count. But, um, it was close-ish. Berrigan kind of groggily shakes himself awake and goes, hmm. Roland Armbar. Haven't heard that name in a long time. Tell him to come find me. I'm living in Waterdeep. That's it. Okay, you were at 20. <laughs> About ten minutes pass. I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Oh boy. That's a twelve. Okay. You don't notice anything. However, peek behind the curtain. In the Blackstaff's office, she is hunched over a crystal ball and is now scrying on you in an attempt uh, okay. to find your location. 
Oh yeah, that's fair. I didn't give an address. You did not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a giant city. Come find me. Right. The black staff in, used the reverse it's call like saying, ID. I live in Los Angeles. Right. So the black staff <laughs> my house. literally took out the magical equivalent to like the yellow pages and was like, alright, where's the fucking shit? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so the unseen servant, does that come back and did he hear anything? You know he can't talk, right? Well, so hang on. Epi. Mm-hmm. What are you doing while you wait? Uh I think I'll I'll stick kind of close by, but I'll um so I don't get out of range for the spell. But uh yeah, we're just gonna since I've got Dot with me, we're gonna stay close, but you know, to her. We're looking at things. Yay. <laughs> so, Dot, look at that. That's a lovely little library right there. You get lots of those in giant wizard's towers. Also, is there like anything that you want? Like a bribery or something? For putting up with this, I'll be real with you. It was kind of an accident that I summoned you. Like I summoned an unseen servant. But then Do I, I look unseen you. to you? I mean, in addition to you, the wild magic thing kicked in, and then there was you, and I really actually didn't have a like something for you to uh, do this you know, time. it's always an excuse with you. I see this pattern, right, where you summon me, and it's this tedious, minute thing. Like, you don't appreciate me as a person, and I just, I'm beginning to feel some kind of way about it, and I just, I think that now you're shirking responsibility and blaming wild magic, and that's just not very classy. Okay, Phyllis? So... This is also I the am going to look him in the eye. <laughs> Say what? This is also what? the second time that Phyllis has summoned Dot today. Wild Magic Trigger happened three episodes ago. Summoning Dot. Oh yeah. Correct. <sighs> so Dot's gonna... super annoyed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna look Dot in the eye. Look, I'm having a time of it. We both know what I do for a living. We both know I'm a garbage person. But we have got one, little, two little goals. I'll bring people back. We're gonna get more out of there, alright? And if we're gonna do that, we definitely need them to not know who I am. And they definitely just, just play along. Be nice. I'll bribe you with something when you tell me what you want. Like, what, what would be a good use of your skill set, Dot? What, what would make you feel appreciated? I would love to kill something. Oh, fantastic. Alright. Um. Can I kill something? You know what? You know what? There is a spell I, I think I feel like you're dancing out. around a yes. I, I feel like you are, and I just need a yes. Let me summon it first, and then, yeah, absolutely, you can kill something, but no, I have that's, to summon that's, it first. Here's the thing that's not killing, that's, that's defeating a summon. It just pops back to where it came from. I want something to be dead. Hmm. Well, I'll. I'm sorry that I didn't properly utilize you. We did See, have this. Now big we're back fight to the apologies with... and hemming and hawing. You you're always on and on about this. You're gonna do this. You're gonna bribe me that, but you never follow through, Phyllis. You never follow through. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so you're waiting, Brock. Do you go and meet up with the group? Yep. Okay. Group, have you all stayed together, or did you leave? Uh... So at this point, the group Rook has left. Rook is going to do Rook's own thing. Nadir is in the library. Epi is lurking. What is Armbar doing? <laughs> is it morning? No, this is still with nighttime. 
Oh. We haven't we haven't done the long rest yet. This is literally while Brock was meeting with the Blackstaff. So What's right in now. the Blackstaff's um, tower? Oh, there's a lot. Armbar wanted the cafeteria to get some meatball sub. I was just I was about to say he's probably gonna get a meatball sub. <laughs> yeah, you've been there before. The password for the cafeteria is cafeteria, and it's, it's like open to the public, right? So you just go down there and you have a meatball sub. Wait, and the wait, staff look on. at him like, "Oh my gosh, it's him!" If if it's open to the public, why is there a password? It's how you command the elevator. There aren't buttons. Yeah, there's not. But the thing about the, the password oh, okay. being cafeteria is like naming your password. Password. It's just saying where you want to okay. go. It's like okay, you just go in there like, for the elevator. Okay. How do I get to the cafeteria again? It's like cafeteria coming up. <laughs> Can I just say I want a meatball sub now? Just like out of game in real life. <laughs> you will just have the chance. Meatball subs. <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> okay, so nobody is together right now. Brock, where do you go? Well, I imagine I would make my way back down to my room and be looking along the way for any signs of my friends. I imagine it wouldn't take long to find Epi, who clearly stayed within Unseen Servant range. Right, so within 60 feet, Epi, you see Brock leave. Excellent. I'm going to telepathically tell my Unseen Servant to follow me. Okay. I'm just going to be like, So, Brock, how'd it go? It went very well. I'm going to be inducted into Force Grey. Congratulations, moving up in the world. Didn't know you're gunning for a promotion. I am. Huh. Well, if I can help, let me know. And I pat him on the back. You know, you actually just might, but I know you can't because you won't. Oh, really? <laughs> yes, oh, because really? the help I would need would be from a certain somebody who you won't want to be. I can write a letter. All right, fine, go. Epi. Let's come to my room and let's talk. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna go follow Brock to his room, and the unseen servant is going to continue following me. And I'm gonna telepath that uh, tele yep. telepathically have it telepathically tell me what it heard, or I'm going to hand it Mort and have it write it down. The unseen servant takes Mort, begins to write in Mort, scribbles for a while, closes Mort, hands it back to you. Thank you kindly. Here, hold this, and I hand Dot to the Underseen Servant. Dot just watched the book writing itself. Yeah, pretty much. Like, there's a levitating book writing, and it's like, you've seen this, right? You know it's an Unseen Servant. Alright, alright. So, as you may have noticed, Dot is here. She wants to fight something. Yep. I mean, how about that rat over there? Dot, do you want to fight a rat? See, this is why I like Brock. Very much a hands-on, practical, gets-it-done kind of mentality. You could take some lessons, Phyllis. And he walks over and, like, spears the rat with his tail. And just, he like, five breathes some fire. Yeah, breathes some fire onto it and then just starts chewing on, like, the rat. And the mage who was know. doing an experiment on that rat was very disturbed. <laughs> I was... <laughs> there's not... That was someone's familiar. Seriously, no, there's, like... There's no rats in the Blackstaff Tower, so you legit just killed somebody's familiar. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> they shouldn't have let it wander around. I um, know, right? Anyway. <laughs> oh, also, since you want to fight something, we've got, uh, we need to help Arnbar train. He could fight it, you. You want to take on the big guy? Nope. You can't kill him, but you can't fight. Not even a little bit. 
Hmm. Uh, you know, honestly, understandable. So, Brock? Are, are we back at Brock's room at this point? Yeah, yeah, you're... Time passes. Epi, we just opened up a gift shop to help raise funds to rebuild the Bard Rock. Look at this fancy new design. I'd love that on a new t-shirt. You are transported to a world of t-shirts, all identical. You can feel your sense of self slipping away from you as the shirts reach out and grab you and assimilate. Uh, I cast Dispel Magic. Epi, where'd you go? Wild magic. Don't ask. It was terrible. So, so, where's the gift shop going to be? Oh, well, we have two storefronts. Bardrockcafe.redbubble.com and tpublic.com slash users slash bardrockcafe. So anyone can support the Bardrock. You know, the coffee mug is really cute. And that's not all we sell. We have t-shirts, hoodies, children's apparel, baby Bardrock Cafe's gift shop is now open. Sales go to support the show. So if you want to help out... And also get some cool Bard Rock Cafe merch. Go check it out. And that's everything we had so far. Epi, are you listening? Hmm? Did, did you say something? <sighs> Alright, so once Brock is sure that they are alone, Brock says to Epi, So Epi, the reason I didn't want anyone to know is you're not supposed to have people know if you are a masked lord, and I am trying to become a masked lord. The way that Giuseppe could help me would be for the Von Burst family to vouch for me. Hmm. Well, well, I personally can vouch for your dedication. My grandmother is very hard to impress. But I suppose I could do an introduction. I mean, it has been a while since I've visited home, but you really can't tell them about the whole living in the district thing. They think I'm away on, you know, studying, sabbatical, all that good stuff. They think I'm getting my master's in wizardry, and, uh, yeah. No problem. I am great at keeping secrets. And even better at lying. Are you, though? Like, you Was never lie. I tell the truth in a way that's misleading to avoid having to lie. That doesn't mean I can't lie. We actually established, we actually established like six episodes ago, Brock is the best liar at knows. That's how Muck started up here. That is true, that is true. And you are a bard. So... I have a degree in lying, and Brock pulls out his diploma. (laughs) I really love the filigree that they use for the bard's college. Like, you can tell that they put some work into this. So... So at some point, between now and in Armbar's tournament, maybe we can arrange a meeting with your grandmother. Or after. True. I'm not picky. I suppose that could be arranged. Fair warning, as with most uh, large families, I have a lot of siblings. And it's a little crazy. It's nobles. Everybody has expectations. The usual. Uh, I understand. You've met my father. True. Not that he'll ever know you're going to be one of those, but uh, I think he might be proud if he could know about that. He'll know. Your family can know. Ah. Well, congrats on making your family proud. Don't jinx it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If anyone had the stubbornness to do it, it'd be you. Oh, since you told me a truth and I appreciate it, you remember that guard, Pietro? Yeah. 
that's my uh, third eldest brother, by the way. I like to mess with him. Ah! I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> so, while we're out adventuring, can I keep uh, Mr. Spicy in your room for a bit, as I kind of don't really have a permanent place of residence? You know, that won't even be the fourth strangest thing the Blackstaff's had me have in this tower. Muck lived here for a week, if you recall. Oh, yeah. I did forget about your son that you sent back to the okay. realms. Yeah, carry on. <laughs> Paragon Doubletail. Yes, within the hour, some very official-looking uh, gentlemen appeared knocking on your door. Um... <clears throat> Uh, hello, can can I can I help you? Well, hello there! Uh, my name's Reggie, and I work with the Blackstaff, and we've been sent to offer you a permanent contract, seasonal, but, you know, to attend this once-in-a-century wrestling extravaganza thing as the partner to Roland Armbar. Oh, oh yeah, that, uh, that message, that's right. Uh, let me see that. Is there, like, a, like a letter, or... Well, yes, there is. And he pulls out a, uh, a very finely <laughs> permanent seasonal employment. That is exactly what he's selling right yeah. now. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh, this, this hits too close there to home. Thank you. <laughs> oh. The letter reads, Baragon Doubletail, we are pleased to inform you that your application to be Roland Armbar's seasonal partner in this wrestling tournament has been accepted love to bring you in for further assessment and preparation. Signed, the Blackstaff. Well, I don't really remember applying for this, but uh, sure. Yeah, why not? Wonderful! If you, would just come from, if you would just come with me and we can make our way back to the Blackstaff's tower and we can begin the interview process. Okay. <laughs> Let me just get changed first. Baragon is fully just still in his pajamas. Oh, yeah. And we, we go. We do that. Yep. I'm going to give you an encounter roll just to see. Oh, boy. No, no, there is no avoiding the encounter table, guys. <laughs> no whammies, no whammies. <laughs> Big money. 94 is interesting. Let's see what happens. Uh-oh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Stop chuckling. I, just, you'll understand in a second. Oh, boy. You are joined as you leave by a couple of guardsmen who are escorting you. One of them looks like he's seen better days. Uh, how so? Well, he just... You ever seen that cop that looks down on his luck? Just kind of just kind of down? Not like injured yeah, or anything? Yeah, not injured, just, kinda... just like... <laughs> like he's been having a hard time, right? And he like just kind of looks over, he's like... shucks. Yeah. And so he's like, hey... He's got his hand in his pocket, just kind of kicking... Yeah, the exactly. He's kicking the can down <laughs> the road. He looks over yeah. at you, he's like, Are you Baragon Doubletail? Uh, yeah. Yes, yes, I am. Hey, I used to watch some of your matches. He reaches his hand oh, out and he says, really? Hey, my name's Kevin. Could I get your autograph? Uh, absolutely. I shake his hand, I guess. Yeah. Hey, I appreciate that. Thanks. You know, I've, I've got a kid and this will just make their day. And he pulls <laughs> out, I don't know, something. Anyway, so you are escorted by Kevin. Oh my god, Blackstaff's uh, <laughs> Let's see, how do, how do we spell this, Kevin? Just Kevin. Just normally. Just normally? Okay. 
He starts making like some light conversation with you. He's like, so yeah. why are we taking you to the Black Staff's Tower? I just I'm sorry, I'm just I'm kinda starstruck right now. Uh <laughs> it's, a, it's no big deal. Um I uh guess I've been summoned to uh meet with an old acquaintance of mine. Oh, that's cool. Sorry, are you getting back into it? Uh, we'll we will see about that. It's been a, it's been a long time for sure. Oh, man, if they're bringing you back in, I mean, there's there's no interview, right? Like they just that like it has they has to be right. But I mean, definitely they're just gonna there's take no what, you. What? Oh, uh, I mean, <laughs> we'll see. I haven't seen this uh, contact in years, so who is it? Another wrestler? Somebody I would know? Roland Armbar? Is that name familiar? Nope, never heard of him. Okay. <laughs> Must be small. So time. Appar- apparently, Kevin only watched the Attitude Era of the arena. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I see Tyler typing in Discord. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. I knew you'd find a way. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know him. Never right. heard of him. <laughs> so, uh, you are brought to the Blackstaff's Tower. Where you are escorted upstairs, and the Blackstaff catches you up on just all of it. And we're going to skip over the long, drawn-out process of the Blackstaff telling you the entire story up till now from her perspective. Okay. <laughs> but you are informed that there is a a wish spell on the table, but that this is going to be a very prestigious, plainer televised isn't a thing, but like advertised, highly anticipated, difficult tournament with like the best that all of the planes have to offer, and that the Blackstaff is sponsoring. Roland Armbar and his friends, and he needs a second, a, a, a partner, and he named you. Huh. Well, warms my heart to see that he still had a thought in his head about me. You know, it's been damn near 15 years since I retired, but for, for little Roly Armbar, one last job. Roly Armbar, yeah. Um... <laughs> So, am I to take it that's a yes? Sure. I got nothing better to do. That's wonderful. Well, I will be bringing everyone together tomorrow. We'll go over the specifics, and you two can catch up. And then, whatever you guys decide to do for the next month, uh, just be ready. This is going to be a tournament unlike anything you've ever had to do before. Oh boy. <laughs> so, you're free to go. Uh... Whatever you want to do with the rest of your day, just be here at dawn tomorrow. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Okay, so everybody goes their separate ways. Is there anything anybody wants to do today before we get to the reunion in the morning? Post-long rest. Rock's good. No, I'm all full off of uh, Mm. Meatball Sub. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) So is, uh... Is Armbar staying in generally the same place as Brock, so, like, we'd see him on the... I would say it's not that hard to figure out that Armbar went down to the cafeteria to get a sandwich. That's Fair pretty enough. on-brand for Armbar. 
Fluffy might go down to the cafeteria to get some real tea made with, you know, <laughs> not lies. Even though Brock has proven he can make real tea now. True. Well, and you all notice that, like, Armbar has gotten, like, the foot-long sub, and then Minibar has the six-inch, and it's just sitting there eating it. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. <laughs> I'm gonna... I would, I would die for Minibar. It's Same. adorable. He's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> So, I'm gonna sit down across from the bar, and, uh, just gonna be like, So, for training purposes, I have been working on this spell that I think might be able to help you a little bit. If nothing else, it'll get you some sparring partners. Are you talking to me? Yeah. Somebody oh, else here? What might that be, little man? Lay it on me! I whip out Mortimer, and I flip over to a page that has a spell on it and I point to it and I'm like, alright, so see this one here? I finally figured it out, but basically I know how to sort of shove the life back into a corpse. Well, Armbar, so you, you can have, have like... What does that, that say? I was going to say, Armbar, you have no fucking clue what you're looking <laughs> at. <laughs> there is some pictures. Armbar politely okay. asks Mortimer to transfer it to Dwarvish. Oh. <laughs> uh, I kind of write in there, Mortimer, can you translate it to Dwarvish? Uh, the writing fades, and the spell reappears in Dwarvish. You know, that's so weird that I can't read, <laughs> yet because of a belt, I can read Dwarvish. Like, that makes no sense. Like, I don't read at all, and then I'm just like, oh, I can read now. Can uh, read well, <laughs> so, you can speak Dwarvish. Same way you can speak common. You cannot read the same way you cannot read common. Okay, so, so I still can't read it. You still know, like, the first couple letters of the alphabet. Alright. Oh, yeah, out of curiosity, how many letters is he up to now? It's letter D. No, we did, oh, 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 we skipped H I, for a second, but I don't think we made it. We skipped them, and I have, I have A, B, C, D, and now I have H. Let's go. Proud of my boy. <laughs> oh, Armbar knows dab. <laughs> all right, He's so gonna need now that word. The, so in the next month, we need to teach him R and M so he can spell his own name. Oh. You know what? I got one of those letters. So while I'm explaining in hushed tones, like, so if I do this, like, now see this one, this here, that's the letter R. It's got that straight line in the thing right there, just, mm -hmm. you know, for future references. Mm -hmm. So I. I you know, just like, so basically, all I have to do is I take this fake simile of life and I sort of shove it back into a corpse, and then you can fight it however many times you want. I can bring back two at a time. Ah, I can see how that'd be useful. Infinite sparring partners that I can clobber! Exactly, and we can give them whatever equipment you want, and... Sure. I mean, it has also other uses, because technically speaking, either they die or I have to reset control over them, so you can kill them a hundred times. It actually does me a favor. I don't have to use a spell again to make sure they do what I want. Ah. Well, make sure to get dispose of them as you wish. Perfect. Perfect. This has been the best time to use that new spell of mine. Okay. I'm going to say that was not enough to teach Armbar the letter R. 
thing. No. We've done that with the letter A, B, C, and D. We can't just have him roll for R. He has the ABCs for barbarians right there. The R looks like a capital B. Oh, uh, alright, alright. So all right, just, fa- just follow just, the line. Hang on. Yeah. <laughs> Armbar, do you want to spend the night trying to learn the letter R? <laughs> Armbar would not do that. He's either going to learn it in the moment, or he's not going to want to do it later. Okay, roll, a, roll <laughs> an intelligence check. Let's see what you get. Four. <laughs> Can the I assist? have spoken. Yep, the dice is spoken. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it wasn't meant to be. R is just a capital B. That's it. You're fine. Moving on. We're, we're taking this month before. I know that one. <laughs> We're going to take this month before the tournament just to teach him more letters instead of actually training. It's the Rocky theme song, but like, it's just for learning. No, we do is we have him doing push-ups while looking at the R page on the RBC for Barbarians. Oh my god! multitasking, I like it. Just just the R, just to learn R. Not even the full alphabet, just R. Like, we'll do R, and then eventually when you master R, we'll move on to M, and you'll do that while, like, Rock will hold it in front of you while you're doing sit-ups. <laughs> Come on, this is an M! Show me an M! Huh? That yeah. looks like a capital B sideways! <laughs> no, no, it doesn't! <laughs> As he continues to roll four and under on his intelligence check. <laughs> Every time. Okay. So you all pass the night. You all could, I guess, con. Oh my god. Convene? Convene, yes, thank you. It's like it's not congeal. That's that's definitely not what y'all do. Convene, converge. We do not, we do not congeal. Nope. You know, or maybe <laughs> you know who used to congeal? Muck. Correct. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Are we talking like the Pokemon? Or? It, yeah. It's stuff for a story arc you haven't heard yet. Fair enough. Rest in peace. But yes, it's basically uh-huh. the Pokemon. Just that's that's all you need to know. They had Muck for a while. Fair enough. <laughs> and now they don't. So the following morning, as all of you reconvene, uh, Rook is absent. She does not show up. But as you all make your way back to the Blackstaff's tower, you enter to see the Blackstaff, several other wizards, and a familiar face in the form of Baragon Doubletail. And we're walking in. Yep. Will, will, will. Should I take this time to, to like describe what I look like? Because I don't think I've done. Please that Please do. Okay. So, uh, you guys see a an absolute an absolute unit of a Leonin. Um, six foot ten, like tan skin, a golden blonde mane that kind of just covers his whole uh, head area. Green eyes. Uh, damn near 500 pounds like he's built but it also looks like since he's retired he's kind of let himself go a little bit and that's Berrigan he's wearing like just these kind of it almost looks like just pajama robes but it's more like business casual pajama robes if that makes sense I was imagining sweatpants and a hoodie like Rocky <laughs> like you're in your trading gear oh yeah well, well, well. Looks like hey, you showed up, hey. Double Tail. Hey. Roll the Immediate room. predator handshake. Predator <laughs> handshake, love it. <laughs> Immediate. Oh my. Oh, it's 
You've grown. This is crazy. It's been too long. I didn't even know you were here. I've been everywhere, brother. And then I got picked up by my boy Brock over here. We've been working over at the Bard Rock Cafe. Best coffee in this side of Waterdeep. What are you doing in Waterdeep? Well, you know, I, uh, retired some 18 years ago. And well, that's... I saw the old screw job that they did on you, and I wasn't too happy about that. And, uh, hoping that wasn't gonna affect you, but I see that you kind of gained a little weight from that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's been a comfortable retirement, we'll say. <laughs> well, that's alright. We'll train you back up and you'll be a, the main eventer that you used to be. Oh, yeah. Uh, question for Kenny. Do I have my fighter abilities at this point? You have... Yes. I'm, I'm okay. catching myself back up. Yes, you do. Yeah, okay. You still rock that people's wink, right? You got the people's wink. Huh? Uh, <laughs> should I, can I make like a performance check or something to see if I still got it? Absolutely. Okay. I'm actually proficient in performance, so we'll see how this goes. Well, that's plus four. Uh, that's a 16. Yep. I'm rolling 12s today across the Still board. Still got it. Let's go. Hey. <laughs> I wink in a podcast. It's very good. <laughs> yep. It's not as good one is it's not as good as it once was, but it's as good once as it ever was. Anyway, go on. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> My man. Don't worry, we'll work on that a little bit. It's your best line. You got to threaten and intimidate your foes with the people's wink. <laughs> Let them know who's boss. Of course. So when do we start this training there, Brock? Starting as soon as possible, champs. Champs. <laughs> Let's get down to business. To so the black staff kind of taps the staff and says, Well, I appreciate that you're all so eager. Uh, I have gathered in this room all of the high-ranking wizards in the city. And some representatives from other cities. We have an advocate from Luskin and one of the Red Wizards of Thay. Uh, we are all invested in seeing you succeed. Everyone is going in to sponsor you. You have a month to train. You will have whatever resources you need. Uh, you and your entire party are free to call upon us for any assistance that you might need. Uh, we are going to begin advertising. So, expect to, uh, gain some fans, so to speak. Uh, she does put down a sheet of paper on the table, and it has basically the advertisement for the date and what's going to be taking place, and just all of the details for it, right? And then to each of you, she hands a tuning fork, like the thing that you hit oh. and it goes, it, it rings. Yeah, that. Um, each of these is made of a very pitch black metal that is constantly warm to the touch. She says, these tuning forks are attuned specifically to the genie prince's palace. When the time comes, anyone holding these tuning forks will be brought to the tournament's location. As we are sponsoring you, 
the prince will allow us to observe wherever we are on whatever plane. So you will have a bit of an audience here at home as well. So as I said, you have a month. Make the most of it. We are all counting on you. You have whatever resources you need. You have whatever favors you need from us and from Waterdeep as much as we can help. As we said, it is crucial that you win this. So we're all betting on you. Hmm. Now, do you have any questions or concerns for us? Yeah, um, what are the, uh, rules we're looking at here? Well, from what I understand, the rules are very minimal. The tournament begins, there are two people to a team. You may tag in at any time. Some fights will be two on two, and one team is eliminated when both of their members are incapacitated or dead or knocked out of the ring. You may surrender at any time. We expect you not to. <laughs> Those are the uh, only rules. Oh. So, weapons hot, everything everything on the table? Yes. The unwritten rule is to put on a show. Always. Can those of us that are there with the uh, champs, can we help them? Like, if I were to cast spells that button that can make them stronger, would that be within the rules? It would. And, to that point, part of our sponsorship will be buying what support we can. But understand, there will be a lot of people investing money, gambling, all sorts of things on the different teams. So money alone won't do it. You need to put on a show so that people like you and want you to win. Because the more people that are betting on you, the better your chances. Don't worry, Lady Blackstaff. If there's anyone that can teach these two how to put on a good show, it's Broxong. We're trusting you with this. You seem, for better or worse, to be intertwined with the fate of everything that's happening in the city right now. So, take this next month, do whatever you need to. And be ready the day of. Whatever you're doing, if you're holding that tuning fork, you're going to be sucked into the tournament. Does Brock want to be a manager, or does he want to... Because you said earlier, Paul, that you wanted to do, like, selling stuff and... The, the manager's in charge of merchandising. I... I'm already I'm drawn. I already, about... The first thing I did when I saw Baragon is I pulled out a notepad and I drew a picture of him so I can get the t-shirts printed up. I kind of want you at <laughs> ringside. Oh, I'll be at ringside. My oh, okay. retainers will be handling the concession sales. All right, I have three I'm, of them. Then I'm gonna play it. Then I'm gonna play it nice. like that. Then I'm gonna, I'll role play it like that. Then. Well, as long as we get my boy Brock over here at ringside, there's no way that we'll lose these matches. We all have faith in you. Time to ask whatever you want to ask. Here's how this is going to work. You guys have a month of downtime. Think about what you want to do during that month. It doesn't all have to be training. You can say, I want to train, and that's fine, and there will be some benefits to that. But you have a whole month of time during which, like, construction on the Bard Rock is going to progress. Uh, just all this stuff is going to happen. Time moves on. Food truck. Food truck. So, for example, with the food truck, <laughs> you mention this to the Blackstaff, and she gets you in touch with the clerics of, of Gond, 
and they're artificers, and they work to build you a functioning food truck. Let's go. That can uh, store food safely, cook it safely, and that you can move without difficulty. They even set you up with an enchantment that lets you summon a uh, spectral horse to pull the food cart when it's time to move it. <laughs> Alright, I thought I'd have to rely on the alpacas. That's great. They even make it They even make it an alpaca. Fuck but it yeah. is It is tied to the food cart. It will not help you in combat. It is... Okay, Gruzzle and Natch would be great for our image. We'll ride them in the battle. <laughs> oh, oh, that's what I call an entrance. <laughs> so, for next week... Take this week, think about what is everything your character would want to do in a month. Is there research you want to do? Is there a project you've had in your mind that would take a while? Do you want to learn something? Okay. And when we come back, we'll go through what all happens during that month, and then we'll get into the actual wrestling tournament. Yo, this is going to be lit. I'm pumped. So, everybody, now that we're at the end of this episode, I'd like to officially welcome Marty... Once again, Hello. several times guest star, now actual guest star in the main story. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Uh, we are thrilled to have you. Thank you so much for joining us. And we will start up next week with this whole thing. I have a hmm. lot planned for it. So, strap in. Hey, you finished the episode. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and TikTok for more content. Remember, you can also support the show by subscribing to our Patreon or purchasing dice and accessories from Arcana Vault using our affiliate link in the show notes. Until next time.